that you see the shadow in the back of the room. He's the one directing traffic. He is the one they're all afraid of. He's the one that's king slime. And we know that to be their MO. He gets a burner, he gets in there, he runs his gang from inside, and he won't get that, and no one's going to throw his cell. This is your brother VJ. Welcome to Real Black Country in the Form Podcast. Beloved, how we doing out there? Yep, yep, yep. How we doing, beloved? Hoping everybody's doing well. Feeling well. Thinking about their future. Thinking about their present. Beloved, how was the um how was you guys Christmas? Did you guys have a good Christmas? You know what I mean? How many guys celebrated Christmas, beloved? Because uh your brother VJ celebrated Christmas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had a nostalgia, brother. I had to take it back. I, I did it. I'm talking about I did it like the I did it like the heathens did it, beloved. I, I you know, we put the tree in the house and we took a picture in front of the tree and we had the matching pajamas on, beloved, and it was just <laughs> Beloved, the household had a good time, though. You know, family day, enjoying family, enjoying in-laws. I just, uh, I was in that mood this year, beloved, and I'm never like, I'm never like that. Um, I notice as I get older, I take things further, further back as I get older. I think that is a very interesting dynamic because it's just, it was a time, beloved, Christmas to come around. You know, when you pro-black, right? And you, quote-unquote, you woke. And, you know, we don't get into Christmas much. Because we're so busy saying, oh, this is the real meaning, brother. This is the real. That pagan tree, beloved, this is the real meaning of that tree, right? So, you can't let your um, your brother Umar Johnson find out that your brother VJ celebrated Christmas. And he put the tree in the house. And he had to, his family, had, we had to imagine PJs. We took those pictures and... Beloved, I even went as far as this year, man. I went out and bought some uh, the snowman uh, dolls, man, the blow-ups that you put in the front yard. Man, I had a whole scene out there, right? <laughs> I just took it back to my generation when you just decorated a house, man, and I just did it. I wanted to take it back to the 80s. One time, beloved. I just had to do it one time, put the Michigan flag out there. Because I'm going to tell you something that's interesting, right? And young folks is not going to get this, right? But we're going to talk about the 80s, right? You know, young people would never understand in this generation what that JCPenney magazine, that Christmas magazine, did for the block, did for the neighborhood, did for the village, and did for the camp. They will never understand weeks and sometimes months before Christmas, you get that big old, it's a big old brick, goddamn, it looks like a phone book. That JCPenney Christmas catalog, and your parents would give it to you, and you would go through, and you would circle and pick what you want. And it, you, whatever your heart's desire, you wanted this, you would just fold the pages, rip out the pages, whatever the case may be. But you and your siblings, y'all circle this and circle that. And this generation, just they won't know nothing about that. They don't know nothing about getting up at five and six in the morning, opening those gifts up by seven o'clock. The entire block, the whole village is filled with people running up and down with new basketballs, 
Well, maybe not basketballs in Michigan because, you know, we couldn't do but the footballs. We brought the footballs out. We shoveled that snow. We brought that bike out. You know what I'm saying? The smaller kids put the, the big wheels out and we just ran up and down the street all day because the majority of our toys was all there was everything was for outdoor usage. Nah, man, I should not like that no more. All these to all these indoor ass toys and shit like that. Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy because black folks don't eat right as it is. You all that goddamn some of you guys on your Christmas, you all the ham. You had just some good poke. <laughs> all that pig feed and chitlins and yeah, man, it's it's um it's just what it is, right? It was just one of those times that you just took it back and we took it back over here, so we hoping everybody enjoyed their holidays, beloved. How about that? Like I said, if you bought a tree in your house, don't tell Umar. <laughs> don't tell Umar, man. You know, you know. Don't tell Umar. Don't tell Tariq Nasheed because they're so black. I don't know if they even, you know. Beloved, let's talk about law. Let's talk about entertainment. Let's talk about the streets. Because beloved, the streets is dead. If I could entitle this video, and I'm not, this conversation, we just shooting the bobo, but I'm saying when playing Guinea goes wrong, that would be a good title for this conversation. When playing Mick goes wrong. That's not your nature, beloved. The tough guy, shoot him up, bang, bang. Black folks, that ain't your nature. Freedom, justice, equality, peace, love. That is your nature. That is your nature. If we go to Vibe Magazine, Vibe.com, the website, the headline is going to read, YSL member has agreed to testify against Young Thug YSL gang. The DA read aloud a list of quote-unquote factual acknowledgments made by Antonio Sledge as a part of his deal. The streets is dead, beloved. It's no real thing as the streets. It's no real thing as the streets if you call yourself being in the streets the first thing that you must know is the law that gentleman down south in Atlanta young thug it looked like that young man finna go away for a long time playing in the streets and they give you this imaginary code. Everybody going, they're not going to snitch. And they, no, no, they're going to snitch. Those young guys, they like, um, they like drugs too much. They like drugs. They like pussy. They like partying. There's no way they're going to sit in a can smelling all those feet for you, for the team, for the gang. You in the gang? You in the streets? What's the legal definition of a gang? What constitutes a gang? Beloved, I would encourage everybody with grandsons, sons, and nephews to 
sit them down, pull out Title 18, Part 1, Chapter 6. It's the Criminal Street Gang Code, and I want you to read it to them. A gang ain't 20 people. It ain't 15 people. Shit, it ain't even 10 people. Five people acting in concert, boom, that's a gang. Now, the count's finna get a little different. When an indictment comes down, count's finna get a little different. Jeffrey, or they say Young Thug, I looked at the young man's indictment. Man, that shit got 56 counts on it, bro. He not getting out. It's not finna happen. If he was smart, he'd throw himself on the sword. You know what I mean? And then just go that way. He ain't gonna go that way. He's paying folks to fight for innocence. And he doesn't understand in the Jew, this Jew system, all them folk know each other. Your lawyer know the prosecutor, they know the DA, everybody, they know the judge, they all know each other. In fact, they was at the Christmas party together with each other, drinking, all the good booze in Georgia, all the good Southern Bell ladies down there, and shit, that's it, bro. You, they don't throw their relationships for you. They down there, they trick... You think they're doing trading in New York City on Wall Street? No, beloved. The real trading goes down in the courthouse. Those small hat lawyers is shifting one nigga for another nigga. They trading niggas down there like nothing, like no tomorrow. That's where the real trading take place at. They in the in the back chambers with the judge. I'm gonna give you this nigga for this nigga. We gonna ship this nigga out for this nigga, and they making deals in the back, and they come out and they just. They play it out for you. Young Thug, Jeffrey Williams, two counts. He got the most, two, the two severe counts. Count one, racketeering. Count 56, participation in a criminal street gang. Boom. That's a long time, young man. The streets is a myth. Do you think everybody was going to stay solid? The only way, the only, only possible way that you can have that many people on an indictment and nobody snitch if it was like a religious gang and in this religious gang nobody did drugs I would never do nothing with anybody first of all my grandfather always say shit you're gonna do some dirt you do it by yourself and <laughs> you don't say nobody with you he said cause you ain't gonna never tell on yourself but you know five people as far as the law is concerned that constitutes a gang and you talking about all them folks, man, that indictment had so many names on that goddamn list. And no, no, no. They like to get high. So that means that people are acting violently, right? They're doing very brash shit. Right? They're very brolic out in the streets. They're tough guys, but they're high. They're drunk. They're loaded. So what they do when they book you, they sit your ass down for a minute let you sober up. And when you come back to yourself, your baby mama's calling. You come back to yourself, your uncles, your aunties, your grandmama, your granddaddy, your mama, and them, they calling you. Your siblings calling you and say, hey, you better get your ass about that deal. You ain't, that ain't what you is. Take your charge, take your charge on it. 
Anybody else count, they got to sit on that count by themselves. But you better take your count and your count only. I don't only want to say charge. That's like legal term shit. Because when you get an indictment, that it kind of like come down from the grand jury. And it kind of work a little different, right? But maybe all that is a different story for a different day. Participation in a criminal street gang. Talk to your nephews. Talk to your sons. These folks ain't playing around, man. Democrat in the head office out there. Jim Crow Joe Biden. Man, all he do, any administration, anytime you get a Democrat in office in the big seat, in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue A bunch of niggas finna go to jail They ain't like Trump They ain't like him They thought he was the biggest racist in the world But more niggas had Gucci on When he was in office than he do today More young niggas had money And they were scammers But they was, they were scamming us. They were scamming systems They wasn't hurting nobody They was coming up They had big money And niggas ran around in Gucci During that Trump administration Not no more Everybody going to jail Everybody going to jail. Everybody snitching. And S-N-I-T-C-H means sorry, nigga. I'm trying to come home. My baby mama waiting for me to come home and bust a wide open. Because they ain't got no wives. This is why I say, beloved, you come on this podcast. I say marriage. The institution of marriage is the only thing going to save our people. Because when you get a bunch of single niggas together, boom, this is what you got. Shit, this is what you got, man. Sorry, niggas, I'm trying to come home. It's snitch time. Atlanta is officially Ratlanta, Georgia. The whole place is like full of rats. And guess what? We ain't, you know, it's a lot of people throwing that rat word around. But, you know, you got to be qualified. And I, I can't. I ain't gonna sit up here and act like I'm finna sit up in that damn be facing with 25 years and now some of those guys they flipped and I looked at their counts and I'm like man that shit was for four years you couldn't do that shit standing on your head four years in the state man I got a goddamn workout plan that'll get me at least four and a half five years in I got a workout plan that's five years long you couldn't goddamn do them four years five years hell no nah. they said I don't wanna do no time they got oh, listen they're talking on that phone down at the jailhouse. You know, all those phones, all that shit is recorded. So they talking on the phones down there. We're talking about YSL members. And while they on that jack down there, all they baby mamas are saying, y'all better bring your black ass home. <laughs> you know, um, I, I will say this, all right, about Jeffrey Williams, right? Mr. Jeffrey Williams. AKA Young Thugger, I will say this, right? You know, as a village, the very, very hard decision to say is that, um, damn dog, if you did the shit that they said that you did, why would so many people try to beg for your freedom and try to get you back on the streets? Because it's, you go through them counts, boy, there's some serious shit on there. Ain't no lightweight shit, some serious shit on there. And black folks is begging for him to be free because our people are. We believe in idolatry. So we, you know, we're slaves to worshiping idols. And he's these guys in entertainment, they're idols. Uh, they even got so, they said it's not even a hidden thing. No, they have a show on one of these networks. They call it the American Idol. Well, hip hop is nothing but idols. And people that follow them is 
they kind of get into this energy, this spirit of idolatry, where they put these folks up where they can almost do no wrong. So you get an R. Kelly. You get somebody that do what they do in the community, in the village for so long, because the gift that he got is more important than the pain that he's pushing up. So we see this again in Atlanta. The gift that he got as young thugger is more important than the pain that he's allegedly dished out. So there's another guy that got a bunch of counts on him. His name is Christian. I can't remember his last name, but I'm saying, man, that shit finna get deep. You know what I mean? But Ratlanta, Georgia, that got the title down there. Everybody telling down there. <laughs> That's to be the goddamn stereotype in the, of North. Like, boy, them niggas down south don't do nothing but tell. <laughs> Hey, my mama told my partner that. My mama, beloved, look, I'm going to tell you a story. My mama told my right-hand man that he was talking about getting money, uh, going to the gump, right? That's a local term for Montgomery. That's what the locals call Montgomery. They call it the gump. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he talking about going down there and getting money. You know what I'm talking about? They got a few... uh, now I want to say a few They got an HB, uh, HBCU down there Alabama State down there Shout out to the Hornets right So okay boom The play was to go down there and post up build a, build a couple traps and get money So my mom even came to him And told him She said baby I'm from down there <laughs> And she said They just sent a bunch of them boys From Detroit to jail In Georgia She was talking about BMF and then she said, baby, that ain't it, it's different down there because everybody tell down there. I'm from down there. It doesn't, it doesn't work like it worked down there, like it worked up here. Now, this is my mama telling him my mama's a church going woman. And she said, that ain't it. She can see, I mean, she ain't blind. She telling my partner, baby, that ain't it. I know what you're doing, the lifestyle you're doing, that ain't it. Well, he went down there, he he, you know, he gave it a shot and um he got caught. And he had to sit down for a minute. He jumped on the mandatory minimum sentence. He couldn't get out of the deal. And he even said to himself, he said, God damn, the, the rap sheet was so long. I'm talking about with snitches. He said, I didn't even know the people. They, everybody just signed up to telling you down there. <laughs> I tell you, look, y'all not going to run Miss Pearl. Y'all not going to run Miss Pearl out of her neighborhood. They don't believe in that, that shit down there. But Miss Pearl going to call up, put your black ass in jail. They ain't, they ain't going for no shit like that down there. You can't blame them old folks. They ain't, they ain't not going to let young people run them over and take over shit down there. It's up down there. Huntsville. The Gump. Mobile. Centronium. Greenville. Utah. Shout out to Utah. That's where my people, my family, that's where the hub is from. Utah. That's the plantation they came out of in Green County, Alabama. The Kirkland Plantation in uh, Green County, Alabama. That's a joke when I say Kirkland. That's a family joke. It's really Kirkwood. But it's a, that's a play on words. If you've seen Django, you see why I say, <laughs> say Candyland, we say Kirkland. But maybe that's a different story for a different day. Utah, Alabama. They turned, look, they, they turned the plantation that my folks came from. They, that shit is like a bed and breakfast now. They getting up, they flipped it and they get another kind of money now. I say, damn, ain't that some shit? Beloved, maybe that's a different story for a different day. But I, I want to say this, though, right? I want to say this because it's important that we talk to our youth. A nigga that been to jail, he can't play tough with me no more. 
It's impossible. How many people went to prison? That's listening. Drop some in the comments. How many people been to jail? I ain't talking about like Metro. When you go downtown and shit like that. Everybody been downtown. I'm talking about when it seems to the big house. When they get your name. Because they going to catch your black ass. And when they, when they get your black ass down there. When they get the suspect's name. They take that mug shot. Right? They get all up your clothing and your personal property. They change up because they changing up your uniform. Then they, they get your finger. They do that. Your fingerprints. And they got the damn near. Do the hand. Get the, your palm. Then all your fingers and shit like that. And then they do a full cavity body search. This is a this is where it get tricky, right? Because, you know, when the officers first got you, they did like a lightweight, like a little pat down, some shit like that. But when they bring you to the big house, that shit finna get different. They finna, they finna do like a full degrading ass search. So much so that they put they put these niggas on the line. And you have to squat down, right? And you have to hold your cheeks open and have to cough. And if you don't do it right, the CEO that he just make he keep coughing. And motherfucker, your ass be down there three to five minutes. I'm talking about real time. <coughs> yeah, nigga, keep doing it till we till you get it right. Then they pull you up out that motherfucker, do a health screening, and then they do they check out your affiliations with the gang and everything, get a DNA sample, then you throw your ass in the back. But this is why I say, see a nigga from jail can't tell me nothing. He can't play tough no more because, see, you Billy Badass on the street. You just, you you not gone. You ain't taking no shit. You got your pistol, right? You got your little ratchet and no, you ain't taking nothing. And you you got your chest poked all out and you may get a few dollars or you may not. And you just, you can't be told nothing. The minute that you tell somebody that you went to jail, you know, other niggas that been to jail that we know. Oh, so you stood still for that mugshot. See, you, you can't listen out here in the street. You play Billy Badass in the street. But when you got up in there, nigga, you still, you still steal. When they told you to stand still for that monk shot, you still steal. They had to fingerprint you, dog. See, you acting like nobody can't touch you and, hey, man, I don't want nobody that close. Back up off me. You play real tough out here in the street. But, bro, when you went in there, them folks had your whole hand. They did that shit. They kept going over and you stood there just patient. You wouldn't fighting with the folks. You ain't say goddamn devil get your hand off me. You ain't slap nobody. You ain't spit on nobody. You still right there peacefully. And you know what them fuck niggas say when they get down there? Yes, sir. That's the most. Listen. The gangster nigga that you look up like the gangster nigga when he get down there and they're holding his hand and they're fingerprinting him. They manhandling him. They ain't they ain't just goddamn. They manhandling you down there. And he the whole time he said, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. And then they. Get on your cough. Put them cheeks open. And if you don't do it right the first time, everybody else in the line, they get up and they go. They put you to the side. Keep goddamn coughing. Keep going. These niggas are tough niggas. Okay, where was all that rebellious energy at then? You out here in the street and goddamn, I'll lay a nigga down in front of anybody. I, boy, you bad out here, boy. Zip coon. Zip coon. You bad out here. But when you went in there, you wasn't so bad. You wasn't so tough. 
Oh man, I run to jail, man. I was in there running to jail. Run to jail. What you and the you was on? You ran to jail? Hey man. If six guys wanted some ass, they gonna get some ass out of you, bro. I ain't never seen a man so bad he can fight off five or six and you wasn't that bad. Ain't nobody badass in jail. Ain't nobody goddamn stumped down nothing. Especially when they start talking about going on level four camps and shit like that. Hell no, nah, man. The goddamn ambulance still there every day. <laughs> we don't want our youth to be tricked in prison because they damn sure being tricked in prison. The first line of defense is the fathers. Fathers, listen, beloved. We all got these knucklehead sons that think they know everything and all that. And some of us don't. Some of us got the good kids and everything. But you know what's going to make it easy on our children? We can't we can't put these kids out of 18 no more. We got enough history to see that shit don't work. You look at this indictment. All of them young men on there. Young kings. Because one thing I will say this, beloved. I believe in jail. I don't believe in hell. Because they put your ass in their grave. Nobody can do nothing for you. But I believe, because I'm like a grace kind of guy. I believe in second and third chance and shit like that because I got a bunch of chances, bro. I ain't just goddamn, you know what I mean? I got I got a lot of grace on my life. So I kind of live my life through that prison. Like, I, hey, man, get through some grace because I know how it is when you, you make some mistakes, you know. Um, you know, don't forget, beloved, it was Malcolm Little before it was Malcolm X. It was Malcolm Little first. So, all right, everybody in this YSL indictment, we talking about a bunch of Malcolm Littles right now. The thing about our people, beloved, because of our nature, freedom, justice, and equality. We can be reformed. We can be reformed, introduced to the right program. We can be reformed. But this whole street thing, it's a myth. When playing Guinea goes wrong, it ain't going to work like that for you. When playing Mick goes wrong, it ain't going to work like that for you. All the lieutenants down there, they mix anyway. So they they working. They got a different kind of game down there. Not you. That shit don't work for you. And it's going to come. A lot of people are not going to agree when I say this. See, when you are the original man and woman of the planet. You know better because you was the first people on the planet. So the law of the land, the natural law of the land that's in your heart you going to know it better than anybody else. That's why them devils not fooled by you. See, see the devil at them caves, he don't really know the law. He's a new man to the planet. He can play dumb. And he's really not playing dumb because he's he's a trickster, but he's really not playing dumb. He's a newfound man on the planet. He don't have an ancient. You don't. You can't go back anciently and talk about him. You can talk about you. They know when devils get around you, they know you know better. Brother, you can play crazy all the fuck you want. You can play like you don't know all you want. They know you know better. When you do something, everybody like, damn, you know better. And when you sit still, you say, damn, I knew better. You don't need nobody to come on to you and tell you. You just know it. Like, damn, I fucked that up. I knew better than that. He who does wrong, gonna get some lashes. But he who knows to do right, and does wrong would be whipped with many lashes. Is that not what Big Mama taught us? Daddy already say if you hang around eight duck knuckleheads, you'll be the ninth one. Daddy already said you'd be around nine broken niggas, you'll be the tenth one. 
So get away from them. But we don't know how to stay away from each other. So we teach that on Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast, beloved. We don't believe that black men should even be around each other. Our young men should be avoiding each other like the plague. But the streets is uh it's a myth. Where's all the cold at now? It ain't no cold. Every time you look up, you hear about a new rapper that's playing and misleading our children off the cliff. They didn't told about. They're going to tell about something. T.I. finally come out. Say what we already knew. Every time you look up, something is hanging over Jim Jones' shoulder. The big rapper out of New York City, 6'9", he just blatantly came out and said he just, he a big old snitch, he a whole rat. He just came out and said, hey, it's what it is. Fathers, this is the first line of defense, though. You start naming these guys, and you say, man, where your father at? Normally, they don't really know their father. They don't have a good relationship. He's not there. He's not there. I think it's interesting that, right, like, um, you know, when you sign as an artist to a big record label, big distribution company, you in pocket with them. They got these fancy lawyers and things of this nature, right? And then they influence JoJo and them from the block. And JoJo and them get knocked off first time. They don't even get a bunch of chances. Now, that fancy record label lawyer. He can't even keep you out of jail no more. Young Thug is a big artist, man. Young Thug is a big artist and he's... He's finna do some time, beloved. He's finna do some time. Why sale indictment? 60 counts. 60 counts. And if those allegations are true, then all we can do, beloved, is just say, you know, send our prayers and our good energy to the victims that had to suffer behind this madness. That's all we can do, man, because that's a lot of damn counts. And I'm like, man, you know, we're not into a dollar tree over here. We can just see what it is. We ain't in it like that. We say rats, but we're not necessarily qualified to call them rats because just because you're a rat, that don't mean you're not a killer. I want you guys to Google a name. I'm going to give you guys a name, right? I'm going to give you a name from somebody. I want you to Google this person, right? Nate Craft Detroit. N-A-T-E-C-R-A-F-T. And then you may have to put Detroit behind it and then hit scene and then I want you to uh, tell me what you see about the guy. That's what I say when I keep saying the term like everybody not qualified to call nobody a rat because see if you're a killer you're still a killer. You know what I mean? We, you, you're still a killer. Shit, you hell, you know, <laughs> you know, shit, you know. That that uh, that guy Nate he uh, he told on a bunch of folks and he walked around the city and everybody just because he was a killer. Shit, he catch you wrong. You, you, you young folks just be, hey man, that dude a snitch, man, do the rat. All right. <laughs> Shit. 
He gonna take that as a form of disrespect. He catch you up on a shit. You better be ready, cause he ready. <laughs> no, he's an old dude now. You gotta take your charge too, beloved. You gotta stand on man time. I heard somebody say something that was wicked. I heard a father, beloved, say something that was wicked. A father said that if his son was riding in the car with his partner and his partner had a gun and the police pulled them over and he said that he would recommend that his son say nothing. He said the police ask who gun is, you don't say nothing. You just sit there and you don't say nothing. Now, oddly enough, the gentleman being interviewed that made that statement, his son is, is already in jail for some other shit, just oddly enough. I'm like, damn, he's got sent up. Okay, now watch this though. Um, what happened into being a man of honor? Standard. Principle. If I'm riding in the car and I got a firearm in his mind and two of my partners is in the car, when the law come up and it's under the seat, I'm saying, yo, that's mine. There's no way I'm finna play like I don't know. Are you serious? Like they have lawyers that good downtown that's gonna magically make the gun disappear. It's three of y'all in there. And then ultimately what's gonna happen is that all my lawyer is gonna do is try to pin it on one of the other two guys. So that's no I just say it's mine. I won't even put that pressure on my partner to even. But now here's on the flip side now. I can't have a son or my nephew or my niece in a fucking car. And I'm going to say, well, who gun is it? Oh, it was such such gun. Hey, man, tell them folks that it was, hey, he got to stand on that shit on his own. Nah, we ain't doing that. What? Nah, nigga, stand on your own. Nah. I seen some bugged out shit in my days. I seen niggas in the city, right? I, I, I literally watched niggas take pistol charges for somebody else. They get about eight months to a year. And then they ain't saying nothing. But if they got another another warrant for something else, that eight months turned into three years. I seen that shit quick. Boom. It's supposed to have been eight months to a year, but you got some other shit going on. So they pin everything on you at one time. Now you got three years. But you kept it solid. You kept it real. And seven and a half months into your bid, the niggas that you took that charge for, they in the jail with you anyway. You sitting there like, yo, what the fuck? They got caught on some different shit. You could have just, but maybe that's a different story for a different day. What happened to being a man and taking your own charge? If you jump up and say, man, this ain't my motherfucking pistol this here. They go, oh, man, he's a snitch. He's a rat. He's a rat. Because I didn't want to, what are we doing out here? But this is what, playing guinea go wrong. They watching the movies, trying to be somebody from another culture, getting the rules all mixed up. Don't know nothing about accountability. What are we doing? If it's yours, bro, it's yours. Don't throw your sack under the seat and we all had to... No, it's yours, bro. What the fuck is you doing? If you not... Mama and them used to say something real simple to us, man. I don't know what these niggas mama's telling them these days. You know what Big Mama and them told us? If you can't do the time... (laughs) Mama say... If you can't do that time, don't even do the crime. Don't do it. Research and see what come with what before you do it. 
and see if you can do the time. If you can do the time, hell, do what you got to do. But if you can't do that time, don't do that crime. Just hand a look. Just hand a motherfucker the cocaine and the baking powder and say, "Go make it happen." Because as soon as you rock it up yourself and you talking about the whip game, rappers sending thousands of young brothers to jail talking about their whip game and they're whipping it up. And then when they get caught, they say, "No, that's that's a manufactured. That's not you altered the natural state of that drug. You manufactured that." So you got the attempt to distribute a manufactured controlled substance. That's three of them boys now, dog. You could have just no, this shit don't work like that, bro. That's it. You man, if you made that, you should have just handed the, the shit to him raw. You didn't know the law. Now your Democrat buddies and put some mandatory minimum sentencing shit up in place, and guess who finna sit down and. Thank the Clintons for that. The Clintons and put your swell down that motherfucker. They got they, the judge can't even. It's out of the judge hand. Your pastor come down there. The minister come down there. Rabbi Lamb Chop come down there. All these folk come down there. You you pull out from the your old days, your old school principals and teachers. Everybody come down there and speak good on your behalf. And he said, I got to give you five years anyway because that's the mandatory minimum sentence. I got to give you at least a five. And then that goes depending on what they caught you with. Boom. Got him. So don't be putting no shit under the seat. <laughs> if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. That is the moral of the story. Folks down there on that case. We want everybody to stay silent. Stay silent. Though we talking about the YSL case. Everybody stay silent. He say, no, nah, I'm not saying silent. I got, I'm, they got me indicted for count this, count that, and count the other. I'm going to take my counts. I'm out of here. No, y'all shit on your own. I can fight my own thing. I, no, I'm going to plead out guilty. If they call me back, I got to do some time. I ain't worried about it, but I ain't, this, this, we all one shit ain't going to work because they're junkies anyway. They're junkies anyway. They sobered up now. They're junkies. They want to get back out of those streets. They're trying to make it home for the New Year's party. They're worried about their baby mama and that that outside interest. And then, before you know it, thugger, and those that's keeping it real and staying behind, they're going to be knocking down your baby mama. If they ain't freaking already. But maybe that's a different story for a different day. Stay at the streets, young folks. The streets is a myth. You got a different nature. It ain't going to work for you. They're going to make sure your black ass go to jail. That's what they talk about the crabs in the barrel. That's in the streets. They ain't at a job. Ask your uncles who in the workforce. We ain't, they ain't really got no crabs in the barrel mentality at, at no jobs. The D folks, jobs and plantations. Shit, we got them. We get niggas off the street. We get them jobs where we at. Come on to the plant. They hiring. Fill out the application. Do X, Y, Z. Come on in. Do what you got to do when you get here. Ain't no crabs in the barrel mentality up on this side, on that side. Shh. It look like as soon as you seen one. Gunner was first. Well, soon you seen Gunner take a deal. 
boom, it seemed like all you see now is like the floodgates is open. It's like I'm finna take a deal. I can't. I can't. He didn't did it. I, I can't. I ain't finna keep it real. I'm finna. And don't nobody got no plans on leaving Atlanta. Man, they showed Gunner. He was in the studio. I said, damn. <laughs> Oh man, young black man, if you don't get your ass out the streets, it's a myth, boy. Stop playing Guinea, goddammit. You are the descendants of princes and kings. Stop playing Guinea. You got your nature is different. You're not no Mick. You got the spirit of freedom, justice, and equality in your spirit, right? <laughs> Peace of black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening, beloved. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. This is indeed Real Black Content Form Podcast. This is your brother VJ, man. I'm going to get it with you guys later. Peace. Thanks for viewing the podcast. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to the channel on all social media platforms. Real Black Consciousness Real Forum. Black Consciousness Real Black Forum. Consciousness Forum. And we out this piece.